following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Monday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Geico on DallasCowboys.com. Streaming live coast to coast and around the world virtually via our SWBC Mortgage Studios. And boy, is this an important month for the Dallas Cowboys as March is here. It is March First, and we have March Madness to talk about, and I'm not talking about college hoops. I'm talking about contracts because Dak Prescott and the deadline, the countdown, all of it is coming down to single digits just a couple of days away, March 9th, the tag deadline to find out whether or not Dak Prescott will be the Cowboys quarterback in 2021. And we're going to talk about it here on Talking Cowboys. Kyle Yeomans, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, and Heckma Harrison. As always, the usual crew, Chris Beam, doing a great job from the star as always. But Rob, it's kind of crazy this has come down uh, the pipe for like the last two years, last two off seasons, and now we're getting into the point where, well, it's do or die for the Cowboys and for Dak Prescott over the next couple of days. Would we have it any other way? Could we have it any other way with Dak Prescott? Really, you know, a lot of the Cowboys deals come down to this. You know, Des Bryant got his deal done in 2015. It was mere hours on July 15th before they got it done to avoid the tag. So, you know, like you said, it's going to come down to a matter of days. I, You know, March 9th is the deadline for, for teams to last day before they'd have to tag a franchise tag player. I kind of look at it maybe more an extension of March 15th, something like that, because, you know, sure, they'd have to tag him by March 9th if no deal. It's a placeholder. They could keep talking. The biggest thing would be to get it in place by the start of free agency or by the start of the the legal window where you can start negotiating. They've got to create some room. I think they understand that. The question is, can they get the deal done? But but I was talking to Dave Hellman about this, Isaiah. Heck, you know, we, we can talk about the Cowboys' free agents and things they need to do and things they'd like to do, but everything is tied to this deal because it, it, it all depends on what the cap hit will be on, on Dak's deal, whether it's the franchise tag or, you know, hopefully you lower it and give yourself some type of wiggle room. Isaiah, how nerve-wracking is this from a a player standpoint whenever it it does have a lot to do with the agents, with the front office, with the team situation? I mean, there's so many different factors that go into it. We've hit it all before on this show in previous episodes, but is there any kind of nerves whenever it comes to a player standpoint because you don't really know what your future is going to look like? Man, from Dak's standpoint, I would say no. I mean, I really feel like Dak is in control of this situation. I think he has the upper hand um, in this in this negotiation, these negotiations, and I don't think that the Cowboys necessarily like that. I think that they're going to try to lean on the fact that, oh, you're hurt. We don't know if you're going to come back. 
I think he feels pretty confident that he's going to come back healthy. And if they want, they know, I think that they know if they franchise tag him again, he's not coming back. And that's a leverage that I think that he has. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, they sucked without him. Uh, <laughs> he's getting healthy. There's reports that he's getting healthy. Um, he's a, he's a, you know, the hands down leader of this organization. He is the face of this organization. Without him, they have no, no direction really. So I think that he's in total, uh, utter, uh, utter control of this. So I don't think that he has any stress at all. He's like, either I'm going to get paid a lot of money this year, um, and then I'm going to double down next year, or they got to take care of me right now. So I think he's he's perfectly fine. He's focused. He's probably over there just focused on his rehab. Heckman, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, I think Dak is in the driver's seat. I agree with Isaiah and what he's saying about it, but really the franchise tag kind of uh, doubles as an interim tag for like interim coach, interim quarterback, all of those things are not culture building, right? And and Isaiah, you've talked a lot about the culture of the Mm -hmm. Cowboys and how do you build that. It's really hard uh, to build around a guy or guys to get behind him, not knowing what his future is going to be. And if you think about, you know, the rumblings of other on other teams and guys looking at Dak's situation, you know, a guy that's a day three pick that has worked his way, pulled himself up and done it all the right way and still not be rewarded I think that's got to give some guys even within the the organization pause why hasn't Mm -hmm. that gotten played yet what are the deals or parameters within this contract negotiation that the team does not agree with and reason why we can't get it done I mean I've finally gotten to the point where you know I've I've always been like I think we're going to get this done we're going to get this done but lately I'm just feeling like even from both sides no one has said anything and with all of the Russell Wilson talk and all the trades and all those other things in other areas, it, it just gives you pause because you don't know if this is actually the priority or if the front office is, look, is looking already in a different direction. I think I've gotten to the point where I'm pessimistic for the first time about getting a deal done. I thought whenever the season was over and we were talking about negotiating contracts, I thought there was a chance you got it done before March 9th. Now, Like Rob said to start the show, March 9th is a placeholder. It's not the be-all, end-all in terms of Dak's contract. But right now, it just doesn't look like it's going to get done. And if it does, it'll get done (laughs) right up on the deadline prior to the tag deadline, which is March 9th. But I still think the Cowboys will end up tagging Dak Prescott. And that's just based on my Mm. own thought, my own feeling going into Ah. it. But I'm like like 50-50, Kyle. I'm 50-50 on it. Okay. I think so. Well, it, I you? mean, well, I mean, I think the the number of days is not very large. So, and we're going off of two years. So, I, I don't know how you can really feel confident about it. To your point, that being said, I think it does sound like the Cowboys want to get it done. I, 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 I do believe that. I, I assume Dax wants to get it done, get that type of security. And so, I think, especially from the Cowboys' perspective, I just mentioned. Look, $37.7 million to carry on your cap going into free agency. They would love to avoid that. Uh, now, yeah. can they figure it out in eight days, or do they need a little bit more time? Uh, I'm kind of with you, Kyle. Like, I just, I got to see it at this point. Uh, yeah. But I, Rob, Rob, if they don't have it figured out by now, then. <laughs> <laughs> there's, that arg- there's that argument, yeah. too. I mean, it has been two yeah. years. Yeah, they, they, can't, they can't franchise tag him. I, I, I hear you. I hear you, both of you guys, but they cannot. They can't avoid it. This deal has to get done, or you don't have to worry about talking about Dak next year. Not here. Mm. 
you're saying even if he gets tagged, just okay, we, we just need a little bit more time. We're not quite uh, done yet. No, if no. he gets tagged, if Dak, period. If I'm Dak, no, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that because at what point are you going to allow them to continue to take advantage of you? Mm-hmm. So I don't. If, I, if, I, if, if I'm yeah, so if I'm Dak. You've had two years to figure this out, player. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's what I'm talking to. Hey, Mr. Jones, look here. If you haven't figured it out by now, then I'm gone. You know, like, I've done everything that I can do. I have given everything that I have. I have led this organization. Every test that I've been given, I've, I've, I've knocked it out the park. What else do you want from me? Right? And if you don't think that that, that is enough by this point, don't tell me that you only have eight days. You've had these last two years, as Heckman two said. Years. Right? Yeah. So don't 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 try to make it seem like it's oh my gosh, I need more time. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because if you don't, because if, if you don't value me to this date, then you don't have, then trust me, you don't have to worry about me. You won't have to worry about me. And that's that would be my stance if I was that. Well if, I, I gotta say this, guys. You know, I, it's I, it's it's an old saying. If you if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. Repeat and it. the the Dallas Cowboys organization, if you just look at the the history of the organization and some of the bad quarterback decisions that's been made, it is just pretty much handcuffed us over the years. I mean, you could go all the way back to the '80s of Gary Hogeboom, Steve Pelour. You could go to with <laughs> you know Vinny Testaverde was washed up. You could go to the Clint Stoners, the Anthony Wrights. You could go to the what's this guy Matt Castle uh, Drew Bledsoe mm. Drew Henson mm. and all of those names don't do nothing but but make your stuff give you the bubble guts it gives when you I the say that guts. it's bad. because because yeah. all of those players did not allow this franchise to go forward based off of that quarterback play and all of men I, I Look, man, I, I get asked all the time. I mean, I've been in my community almost 20 years. I got all my neighbors asking, when are you going to sign Dak? When are you going to sign Dak? And that's the answer. So you got the question, but people are on both sides saying, oh, well, we don't need them. And we can we can save this money to get who? What, what, where are we going to go uh, as far as if you look around, if you're, if you're saying, okay, we're going to go into the draft, we're going to get a rookie quarterback. Well, okay. Good luck with that, right? What are, what's, what, are, what are you trying to build off of that, and what can you get at 10 after Trevor Lawrence is gone? Then that's a whole nother conversation. But we have to start asking, like, what are we saving this money up for? Because we've had two years to get it done. The deal is black and white. I, I believe it's around yeah. the $40 million mark, right? It's $40 million, give or take, right? What are we trying to save? What are we saying? Is he... Russell Wilson is $36 million. Are we saving $4 million? But what are we doing? Right? And that's the, that is my point with this whole argument about Dak being good, not great. Like guys in ESPN are saying, you know, he's good. He's not great. Does he deserve Aaron Rodgers? He's not Aaron Rodgers. It's just too much going between. Let's get the deal done so we can start building for the future around our franchise quarterback. No, you, you make a fantastic point because everything falls in line with the Dak Prescott deal. Because we can talk about Dak Prescott all the way up until that deal is signed. When it comes to other topics, and sure, there are other topics, that defense, the special teams, the coaching staff. I mean, there are so many different other topics. But until you figure out what's going on with Dak Prescott, you can't move on to those topics because it starts the domino effect. It starts the talking point for the rest of this Cowboys organization because we talked about Crossroads two or three weeks ago on this show <laughs> and we haven't figured out which way we're going. We're still standing right there at the deep. Crossroads to figure it out. Yeah. And Isaiah, you, <laughs> Isaiah, you 
you you kind of started shifting my thought process in terms of the leverage in this situation <clears throat> with the Cowboys and with Dak Prescott because specifically with Dak, if they tag him at the March 9th deadline, what incentive does he have to sign a longer term deal with Dallas None. after the March 9th deadline prior None. to the draft? There's really None. no incentive. You're going to make thirty eight point one million dollars. And you're going to make a ton of money, which is probably more than you would even make on your first year as a salary player with the Cowboys anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I mean, so, you're going so, to make a I lot mean, of money. Look, look at it like this, Kyle. It's kind of like kind of like you know some of the situations that I would imagine like that, that Rob has been in or you know maybe even Heckma back before he got locked down by Miss Nikki. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you could, you could date somebody for a long time, right? And at a, at a certain point, the lady's going to ask for what? She said, you need to make a commitment to me. Yep. You need to make a commitment to me. And if, you, and if you're unwilling to make a commitment to me, right? That's how I did with my wife, right? I, I can tell you all this story, okay? So my wife, I was dating her. I might have been dating a couple other people at the same time. And a certain, at a certain point, she was like, you know what? If you don't commit to me right now, and if I walk out that door, you won't have to worry about me. I'm not going to be around. I'm still going to love you, but I'm going to be going on to the next one, right? That was your right. March nights. That's, hey, that's March 9th. That's March 9th. March 9th is D-Day. Hey, listen up. If you don't commit to me, all right, if you don't put a ring on that thing, a.k.a. $40 million, all right, I'm gone, and you won't have to worry about me. So that's the same thing. And As you guys start looking through, as we all start looking through all these different organizations, it's an identity thing. It's not only just a, a quarterback thing. It's literally an identity thing. So if you go through the top, the top organizations in this league, right, the New England Patriots were, they were their identity was who? Tom Brady, Tom right, Brady. and Belichick, right? Yeah. You think about the New Orleans Saints. After, well, we don't know for sure Drew Brees walking away, right, but he's walking away. Yeah. Drew Brees walks away. What's their identity? What's their identity? Alvin right? Kamara. You think, so, yeah, you know, so you start, yeah. you start looking at somebody, you know, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and he walks away from Green Bay. What happens? Who are they? I don't know. Yeah. Right? So you start looking at all these different organizations. If you don't have that guy... Not only is are you trying to fill not only a void at that position, you're now trying to figure out the identity of your team. Yeah, and we we found out, you know, look, Andy Dalton played okay, played pretty good, but look, we saw what Dak meant to the team on the field and in the mm-hmm. locker room and how they struggled and struggled with their confidence, believing they could win games. I I feel like without him uh, when he when yeah. he went down. With the ankle injury. Now, I will say this, and I'm, I'm getting in Dak's head here. If it were me, you know, coming off of that really serious injury, I would love to have 100-plus million bucks done, signed, delivered this spring instead of saying, ah, you know, I can, I can you know, you do this, string this out for another year, and, yeah, I'm getting $37 million guaranteed, and then do this next year. I'd rather get it now. That's just me. I don't know if Dak feels that way. Um, I, I just feel like there's incentive on both sides to get this thing done. In eight days, I don't, I don't know exactly where they are with these negotiations, but I think at some point, if there's a little bit momentum, I, I agree with you guys, I don't think it should take that long to figure it out as much as they've been talking, despite the fact there's questions about the cap this year and all that. What is, what is the next domino to fall, Rob, after Dak Prescott? Because... I mean, we can sit here, like I said, we can sit and, and talk. I haven't, I haven't thought that far. That's my point, because like, like Isaiah said, there's no identity. Then where do you go next? Where do you go? And, and so I that's, know where would go. That's what's... <laughs> yeah, you can find out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Linebacker. He, so that, that's what's frustrating to me 
looking as an outsider is if you're that focused and you're that intent on trying to get your franchise quarterback taken care of over not only just this offseason, but the last two offseasons, and you know that this is going to be a repercussion of not being able to take that next step, because I don't know if the Cowboys know what the next domino would be once they get this deal done. Because you can't really figure that out. And, and Heckman, like you said earlier, if you don't figure it out, there's no identity, there's no next step, and there's really nowhere else you can go. Yeah, Kyle, you have to figure that out. That's what you get paid the big bucks for. You got to know where you're going to go. I mean, nine days to get this deal done. I expect it to get it, get done. I, I hope that you get it done. And, and Isaiah, that was, uh, boy, you got some cojones on you when you, you know, do the comparison on how you got married and, and all of that. Uh, and, and, and the whole competition by committee deal. You know, I would just think that, you know, you were sitting there and you were, Evaluating is Lisa. You I'm telling you, but but either way, you know what's best for you, and I feel like everyone knows, or at least I feel like those that understand football realize that Dak isn't our problem. We have gaping holes on defense that we have to fix. Mm -hmm. And we are shining the spotlight on Dak, but guys, we are forgetting about the elephant in the room, mm -hmm. and that's our defense. If you want to go over the first five games of the season and look at the, the points that were scored, historically bad defense played those first five games. All right, We scored 30 points, but the other teams were averaging 40 points. You can't win many football games that way. And you can't even align the rest of your roster or anything else unless you get this piece done. The salary cap did not do us any favors. And I don't know what the whole mind state is behind being under the salary cap. But still, it's getting us a losing season if we don't have our all-stud quarterback. Hey, 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 heck, you know what? To, to that point, right? You're absolutely right. We all know that the gaping hole in this, in this entire organization right now is a defense. However, we're going to have to build our defense through what? Maybe a couple draft picks, but mostly through what? Free agency. Free agency, uh, yeah. I don't know. If I'm, a free agent, am I for free, if I'm a free agent, am I going any anywhere where there's not a good quarterback? That's, boy, that's a good question. No, that's a good point. Am, am, I, am I going, is J, answer me this, is J.J. Watt going to pick a team that doesn't have a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? Wow. No. No. He just, he just picked a he team, shouldn't. by the way. He Did just he? picked he Arizona. Really? He's going to Arizona? Hey, Arizona. I retract my statement then. I retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Wow. He's dissing Kyler Murray? Goodness gracious. No, no he's joining I mean, up with D-Hop. That's what he's doing. He's joining D-Hop. Yeah, exactly he's, what he's doing. He's running it back in, in Arizona with D-Hop. But, hey, well, but that's, Isaiah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. that's why they got to get this thing done. Absolutely. In the next, because it affects everything. It, now, the cap might go up above 180, right? It, but it's not going to go – the reports are not above, like, 185 this year. If he's at 37.7, mm. that's 21% of your cap. That's almost as much as, as Pat Mahomes – was on on Kansas City's cap. There's nobody else even close. And so, how do Whose you? Whose fault is that? Whose fault is I, that? I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blaming Dak. I'm just saying that's that's the reality of trying to rebuild your defense. Yeah. If that's the, the, the cap charge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's um. Now it could be a weird off season where guys are taking one year deals and taking less, mm -hmm. and you know, but yeah. but that's not a lot to to bank on, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Everybody just needs to take a big sigh of relief. Just a big, 
deep breath in, deep breath out, because there's still a long way to go. I mean, we still got nine days of this to talk about. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have another show next week, by the way, Monday at eleven thirty Central Time, where we say, oh well, you know, now there's forty eight hours until this DAC deadline. No, he's signed. He's signed by our next show. He's signed. That would be nice. I'd be, I'd be really, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> hey, J.J. Watt picked the team. Dak Prescott can sign a deal, right? Uh, when we come back after our first break here on Talking Cowboys, we mentioned Russell Wilson last week, and I kind of halfway took it seriously. Uh-oh. I didn't really take it seriously, but then it blew up, and now it's a national thing, and there's other people that are talking about Russell Wilson going to the Cowboys. I want to talk about how unrealistic that is or – how realistic it is. When we return on the other side of the break, you're listening to Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. The Cowboys Way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys from the SWBC Mortgage Studios, as always, presented by GEICO. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor as always. And by the way, gentlemen, speaking of Essilor lenses, Heckma Harrison's Essilor lenses made his EST, ESPN uh, college basketball debut. Like that. I mean, Woo! it wasn't his debut, it was his Essilor lenses basketball mm. debut the other day at North Texas taking on Marshall in women's basketball. How'd that go, Mr. Heckma Harrison? Mine went good. I could definitely clearly see the court, you know, and just with the glare resistance and all of the non-scratched lenses. Man, these these things are really awesome, guys. And I had an awesome experience getting these. The SLR people are phenomenal. You guys, I can't wait till you get a chance to do it. 
I, I yeah, can't wait either. Yeah, I, I, can't. <laughs> I can't wait either because Heckma broke the rules and went before he cut me. Oh. Uh, Mention this followers. going. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mention this going into the la- or during the last segment rather. But JJ Watt just signing with the Arizona Cardinals a couple moments ago. Two years. $31 million, 23 of that guaranteed to go join a, a defense that uh, torched the Cowboys quite a bit on Monday Night Football in Week 6 this past season. Rob, what are your initial thoughts on J.J.'s deal, one of the more polarizing defensive figures the NFL's seen the past decade? I like his tweet. He broke the story with, like, a mm-hmm. superimposed shirt on his Squatting, <laughs> yeah, squatting. Source me. I love that. Um, hmm. I mean, he's going to make their defense instantly better. They've got some some pieces on offense for sure. I wonder if he, I wonder if that's the best offer he got. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Twenty three guaranteed over two years and fifteen a year, pretty good. Um, I kind of thought he was going to stay. I thought he was either going to sign with one of the bays, either Tampa or Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yep. Or or you know maybe go, maybe um, maybe one of those AFC teams that's got money, you know, like a, like an Indianapolis or something, but. Interesting signing, um, Arizona, <laughs> NFC West, man. That's a pretty, it's a pretty solid division. Yeah, nothing but respect for J.J. Watt, man. He's Mr. Houston, Texas, and you know, done a phenomenal job. I thought last year, man, the production was down. I don't know if it was just because no OTAs and time to prepare, but still, uh, with the injuries and all the things that he's had, he's a guy that I put up there amongst the. The guys that need to get a ring to cement their greatness, right? It, it, to a certain degree, guys get to a point in their career where the, the last thing is getting a ring. And so, Pete, that's what I thought. I thought he was going to Tampa Bay. That 3-4 yeah. system that they have, it fits him ideally. But when you have a secondary like, you know, the Arizona Cardinals uh, have, I, man, you know, Buda Baker, J.J. Watt, maybe they keep, you know, Simmons, the linebacker from Clemson, uh, and who knows if they keep Pat P, but they're solidified on their defensive end and offensively with Kyler Murray, they're just not going to, they don't have to do anything but get better. So, kudos to J.J. Watt. Man, with the NFC West being as good as they already were last year, and then you have the deal that L- L.A. made with Detroit to bring Matthew Stafford. I mean, they're getting good again. I mean, you look at Arizona. They're a young team that's continuing to build. Now they're yes. adding this veteran presence in J.J. Watt. I mean, that's a cutthroat division. But then you look up north to the team that's really run that division over the last couple of years, to Seattle. And the Seahawks have a lot of question marks around Pete Carroll, mm-hmm. around Russell Wilson and his future with the Seahawks. And, of course, the Cowboys kind of got roped into that last week. And one of the the big things that I saw last week, or at least storylines, was potential trade rumors from, of course, Russell Wilson going from Seattle to Dallas. And then also guys like Dan Orlovsky on ESPN, who I have respect for. I have respect for as a journalist, but not really at the same time uh, because he does throw a lot of potatoes at the wall and tries to get it to stick as much as possible. Stephen A. Smith, a lot of the same thing there. And I think ultimately they don't understand how tough it would be on the Cowboys, on the Seahawks to get a deal done. Then you have other people on Fox Sports 1 saying that, hey, guess what? Uh, You can throw in... Ezekiel Elliott to try and make this thing work. Well, it doesn't work for either side. It doesn't work for anybody at all. Players, teams, it doesn't matter. So my thought process here, and we talked about it last week on Russell Wilson, but Isaiah, how tough would it be 
to get Russell Wilson to Dallas? And is that even remotely realistic, or is it even worth even talking about? <clears throat> no, it's not worth talking about. I know I we, we talked about it briefly, but it won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen. I mean, I can't. When's the last time? You know, I guess Amari Cooper's the last time we gave up any sizable draft draft positioning to to go get somebody. Uh, it's not something that Dallas does, and that's something that you would have to do um, in Seattle, especially uh, with my guy Schneider up there. He's a, he's he's a he's a he's a um, a, a draft pick horde, right? He just he <laughs> loves draft picks. Um, he knows how to utilize them. He's a genius when it comes to it. So that's what it would take. He's not really interested in, in high dollar acquisitions. Rob, yeah, the the simple look. The Cowboys want to sign their guy. I, I'm I'm confident in that. Number one, number two, this this ends the conversation right here. Seahawks didn't even want to trade Earl Thomas back in the day, right? They didn't want to do yeah. that. To trade Russell Wilson, it would cost them almost forty million dollars just to get him off of their team, like their best player, Hall of Famer. That makes no financial sense. That makes no sense in terms of trying to win football games. I don't know if they're going to work it out up there. He's obviously not happy about something, uh, particularly, I guess, the way he's been protected up there. But I just don't – This it's fun to talk about nationally, but it's I just don't think it's a story, especially not for the Cowboys. I, I think Sierra's tired of the rain. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know, come on, let's let's play with this idea for a second. All right, yeah. and I mean for a very short second, guys. You're right, P. To forty million dollars just to get out of town. Who does that besides the Boo Eagles, right? And so you wouldn't think that Seattle would pull something like this off. And where are all these rumblings coming from that Russ wants to leave Seattle? And, you know, I think there are a lot that it's a lot of intrigue and people are talking about, you know, I've seen those uh, memes of him in the Cowboys uniform. I love Russell uh, Wilson. I, I think he's one of the good guys in the league. And, you know, he's, he's, he stands for family. You can see everything about him is good Christian values. I love that. But I love that for him in Seattle, right? And you talk about the rain. The only rain I want to talk about is rain <laughs> Dakota Prescott. Yeah. All right? That's <laughs> it. And, and, and look, if we're just talking about production from both of these players, just do a comparison between Dak and his first five years and Russell and his. The numbers are damn near identical where Dak in his fourth year almost threw for 5,000 yards. Again, that's an 8-8 eight eight season, but people love to talk about the numbers and, and all of those things. Let's, let's stay consistent. When you want to talk about the numbers about Russ and you want to talk about Dak, they're identical. So you're giving up a younger version of Russell Wilson for an older Russell Wilson. Mm. Yeah, whenever you look at the the conversation as a whole, it doesn't make any sense. And, and like Rob said, pure $40 million to get Russell Wilson out of town, that's enough already to say this isn't worth doing. This isn't worth talking about. Yet a lot of people are looking at it. A lot of people are excited about, hey, he could potentially go to the Cowboys. Russell Wilson's not going to go anywhere unless he says he's sitting out. And if he's going to go somewhere, it's going to go to a place that can take a little bit of that cap hit, which the Cowboys can't afford to do right now because they're not that close at the moment. Now, I, I'm never one to go after media personalities and even like call people out on that regard. But do it. Ultimately, well, I already did with Dan Orlovsky and Stephen A. Smith. Okay. They're, they're spread so thin. Can we get them some help producer-wise up there? Can we get somebody that knows the landscape of how the NFL works 
to be by their side and feed their own opinions into their ears because first it was the Dak hype video or the hype video that the Cowboys put out or that our department put out and then ultimately it was apparently a slap in the face to Dak Prescott which is not the case was never the case and then on the other side it's now this talking about Russell Wilson's going to be a cowboy it's stupid it's uh it's a reach. It's it's annoying. <laughs> I'm fed up with that conversation. He's like, that is really, really dumb. It is so dumb. <laughs> it is so dumb. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, Kyle, they, they love keeping that star in their mouth, man. And that's yep. what we do. We go, we go, it's so many, we have so many haters, and that's what they want to do. I mean, they want to sabotage our, our cap. They want to do so many things. I mean, and oh. talk about, Pete, like when you said this, this is, it ends the conversation when you talk about a, a team taking on a 40 dollar cap hit oh my gosh well you know i think originally the report i believe came from his agent saying this is the list of teams he would go to what team gets more uh talk and buzz than the cowboys uh, maybe there was some some um you know maybe that was orchestrated a little bit you know so sex sells and the cowboys are sexy baby no matter hello <laughs> Uh, always have been. And that's why, I mean, that's once again why this whole situation is so explosive. And it's so volatile because at the moment, I mean, you don't know what direction this Cowboys team is going to go. And I asked this question a while back on the show, but I'm going to ask it again to those, to you guys. Because last week we did talk about Russell Wilson and how good of a quarterback Russell Wilson is. But is Dak Prescott worth the money? Simple as that. Because and I want to go around the, the horn here and answer this question. I want you to answer it truthfully because if not, I'm going to call you out. Because both of you guys, or actually almost all three of you guys last week, said that Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. But does that mean that he's still worth the money as a franchise quarterback moving into, of course, what will be his second contract? Do you think that's a, a, a realistic thing for the Cowboys, Rob? Yes, I've been pretty consistent. All throughout months and months, I think they should re-sign Dak. I think I still think ultimately they will. Um, it may not get done in the next eight days. The reasons why I've got three reasons for you. One, the cap will continue to go up, and and quarterback salaries will continue to go up. So, yes, it's a lot of money to sign Dak, but it's going to be even more money to sign Dak in future years. Um, so, you know, the salaries will only continue to rise at this position. Go ahead and get it done. Um, you know, go draft another one is a, is a popular thing, right? Well, look inside the NFC East and see the teams that have been drafted in the top 10, top 15. They're not around anymore, or there are question marks about Daniel Jones in New York, whether he can pan out. It's not that easy. Uh, and then also, I think there's also a misconception about teams can't win with a quarterback absorbing a huge percentage of the salary cap. I don't agree with that. I think there's been some chances there that haven't worked out for teams, and ultimately you got to have a really good one. And the, and you pay Dak for what he can be, not just what he is right now. Heckma. No, I, I I think I've been consistent also about Dak Prescott and getting the deal done. I mean, when you talked about Russell, we were just saying if, if all else, if this was a guy that you would go to, would you decline Russell Wilson? And, and the obvious answer would be, hell no. You'd sign Russ in a heartbeat, right? Uh, but no I factors being in, in thrown in there. No added money or picks or whatever it would take to yeah. get him. You're talking, talking just straight straight. Yeah. straight that, yeah, exactly. That's, okay. that's what I'm saying. You'd be stupid to not you know, consider that if, if, 
if there's no way that this deal can get done. But I just I just feel like from an organizational standpoint, uh, looking around the, the league, there aren't 30 there aren't 31 other teams that wouldn't sign their all everything quarterback. And we have let this thing just accumulate, just just be groundhog day when we have to put this behind us. I mean, I said it before, I say it again. We can't it really is putting us in a situation where we cannot get anything else done until we get this done. And if we're not going to get that, if we're not going to get Dak's deal done, then that changes the draft show. All right, you Now, instead of talking about getting a quarterback and uh, all of that other stuff, now you're talking about, you know, maybe putting some deals together to get a, a, a high quarterback pick, right? Getting up really high to pick a guy. So, you know, I think it changes so much. We're at... <laughs> We're at the crossroads. We got to make a decision. And Dak is right here. And I don't believe that we should be saying, oh, is the ankle going to heal? Any of that? That's the same mistake that San Diego made with Drew Brees with his shoulder. Did it heal? I think it healed. Comparing Dak Prescott to Drew Brees, we have new heights now set on this negotiation. Mm-hmm. I'm talking. What do y'all think? Well, I mean, what, what do you think Dak is, man? I mean, like, what? What? When you do a comparison with Dak, where do you put Dak? I mean, if I can't say Dak and Drew Brees in the same sentence, then who is Drew Brees in the same category as? Who can Dak be in the same category but as? But, but we were talking about Carson Wentz and all these other guys. Exactly. Now they're no longer in the NFC. Now what are we talking about, man? We can't just keep moving this thing back and forth. When I say Dak and Drew Brees, it's like, oh. But it's Dak Prescott. Come on. It's not Rookie the, of the- Kyle, Kyle's Kyle's jabbing the pen. That's what he's doing. He's 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 needling sure. us. But but he got me. But it, but Drew Brees is not the comparison. It's it's like heck said. It's it's Carson Wentz. It's it's Goff. It's Derek Carr. This is the going rate for an you know an above average quarterback in this league. That's what you have to do to keep a guy in in this position. So. You know, and he's got more ability, or has he shown as much ability as any of the quarterbacks that got deals already? Uh, I'm trying to think. Tannehill, other ones. Based on <laughs> what he did last year before the injury, again, it's to me, you're paying also for what you think he can develop into. You look at what Russell Wilson, heck, made the comparison. What Russell Wilson developed into, I think that's what you're projecting with Dak over the course of a four or five year deal. Um, it's not about uh, right now is he Drew Brees. It doesn't matter. It's what you project him to be. Isaiah. Well, I have not been consistent in terms of Dyke Prescott. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I, I was unaware that the Cowboys were unable to formulate victories without, without Dyke Prescott. I figured that somebody else could step in with the same resources, which then weren't the same resources because the whole offensive line uh, was in there with with Jim and Britt. But but I was under the impression that somebody else could step in with those same resources and do his job. Um, I was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, Somebody, you know, Andy Dalton came in and he did what he – once he – Got his feet underneath him. Once he had a, a decent offensive line in front of him, he started he started doing the do. But then we got you know to the last little moment there, and he did, he he he, he kind of fell off the wagon a little bit. Um, so Dak Prescott to the Dallas Cowboys, yes, he's worth it. Dak Prescott to other organizations, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't see mm. I don't see other organizations. There will be other organizations that will pay the money, but I don't think he's nearly as valuable to those organizations as he is to the Dallas Cowboys. So to answer your question, yes here, no, not so much uh, other places. 
So where would that leverage lean then? Would that lean toward Yeah, you have no leverage. <laughs> or that lean toward Dak Prescott if you're saying oh, that, yeah. <clears throat> where where would that lean because I don't really know what what to make of is he valuable to us or is he valuable outside of it Yeah no I mean so you're asking should he is he worth the money here in Dallas absolutely pay the man pay the man um out there on the market, he'll probably get the same money, but it won't be a, 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 to this type of organization, if that, if that makes sense, right? You know, it'll be a, a lesser tier organization that will pay because they're trying to leapfrog themselves into into a, a conversation of respect. Um, but, you know, as a Dallas Cowboys, you already have somebody here who has a respect of the, of the city. He has a respect of his team, um, and, they, and he has a leadership aspect that comes along with it. And, yeah, you need to pay him. Come on, Zay. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You, 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 we talking about the money. So it doesn't matter if it's Buffalo, San Francisco, yeah. no matter what. They're going to pay him the money that he's worth. Absolutely. Buffalo Absolutely. has yeah, a quarterback. So, yeah, Buffalo has a, a good quarterback. Uh, I understand. I understand. You, we're just putting out names right no, now. For sure. yeah, no, for sure. No, no, for sure. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Heck. So, yeah, that was a long, a long way of saying, yes, he's worth the money. Um, but, it's, it's, but, it's, but it's all context. It really is all context. Gotcha. It really is. I mean, is, is he worth the money to, to Bill Belichick? Mm. I don't. I don't think so. Bill Belichick wouldn't pay for that. Well, Bill Belichick has gotten away with it with the quarterback Absol- that's Absol- been willing to take hey, less. Absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. It's all. It's all about the scenario, right? In Dallas, mm. yeah, he's worth that. You have to pay him that here in Dallas. If he, if you try to say, hey, if Dak try to take his agent went to go have that same conversation with New England, then yeah, it's not happening. Mm-mm. It's not happening. Now, does that does that take his value down more? No, he's still the same valuable quarterback. However, they're unwilling to pay it. So guess what? To them, he's not worth it. I, d- I just I don't know if I agree on that. I think he would be just as valuable in Dallas as he would be elsewhere. Because, I mean, that's what we're talking about here is leverage and mm. negotiation. And, hey, he's going to leave if we tag him after 2021 anyways, right? I mean, he's going to get that same kind of money. It's going to go with, right with what the market <laughs> has to say from a quarterback standpoint. And... If you're saying that he's not valuable to other franchises as much as he is the Cowboys, isn't that the problem that the Cowboys have right now is trying to figure out whether or not he's valuable, period? I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm trying to kind of piece together what you're saying here with I, I, the I, I guess take, take it like a – would another team have paid Jalen Smith what they paid him? At the time, maybe, because they were trying to get ahead of the curve. Now, and, no. Nobody would. But then, the Cowboys would. But you, Nobody would. But you got to understand, Jalen Smith didn't sign a deal that made him the highest paid linebacker in the league either. So you talk about a team-friendly deal. Jalen Smith's deal was a team-friendly deal, which you're asking Dak to sign. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, we just, we just, we just gonna agree to disagree on this one. I just, I just, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just don't think. I think when you talk about is somebody worth it, right? When you just take that broad spectrum question right there, mm-hmm. that. That value has to be equal amongst every organization, right? Would would they, would eat, would every organization pay this for that quarterback? And I don't think you. I don't think we can undoubtedly say yes. I don't. I don't, I don't think we can say yes. I think. I think New England would be giddy to have a chance at that Prescott. And Forty million dollars, even, even with the money. I still think they would be giddy. They did it. That's with what Cam we're talking Newton. about, right? I know Cam Newton's money was nowhere. Cam close Newton's to getting paid like twenty dollars. I know it wasn't close to forty million dollars, but I'm saying it worked out that way. Whenever they went and got a big man, former MVP, and they went and grabbed Cam Newton, paid him uh, twenty dollars, and then he ended up being on the hey on the bench. The question him. is, would every organization pay Dak? 40 million dollars and I don't think we can say yes. 
I hmm. I think they would. I I do. I think he's worth that money. And I've I've been consistent, much like how you guys talked about it. Yeah, Isaiah, I do well, respect. I, like I mean, talking about specifically early in the season. <laughs> I mean, you weren't you weren't there. You were saying. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton's going to step in and be just fine. But, I did. I, I mean, did say that, yeah. I think we're all on the same page now that Dak is the guy. Dak is the yeah, guy for that sure. needs to be Absolutely. done. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. Here, here in Dallas, the answer is yes. I think you you guys are both right. Because I, I think, Kyle, I agree with you that I, I think, you know, he's healthy and he's back uh, to where he was. And, and there's confidence, obviously, that he will be. Then that he can bring that type to every team that needs a quarterback. At the same time, I think Isaiah, he... He's become the face of this franchise. I mean, he's become not just the guy on the field, but their emotional leader, a guy that can uh, you know, connect with everybody in the locker room. I mean, and he's, he's a guy they drafted. So I, I think it, it means more to re-sign a guy that you've built and invested so much in. So I think y'all are kind of both right from that perspective. No, and I think that's a weird, weird argument, though, too, because when you look at a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, when he signed in San Francisco, he wasn't a proven commodity, but he signs for one of the highest contracts in, in for, for quarterbacks at the time at, 20, at 26, 27 million dollars. He goes to a Super Bowl. All for all intents and purposes, they should have won the Super Bowl. They were one Jimmy G missed pass away from actually winning and milking the clock to be able to win a Super Bowl. So yeah. to say that that all of those things, and I understand where you're coming from, Isaiah, when you talk about what the market will demand for Dak if he mm-hmm. does leave Dallas. I just still don't think that that has the same kind of weight because you know damn well that teams are going to play him what he's worth currently what the market value says that you pay a quarterback of his caliber i i do get what you're saying isaiah because there's there's a difference but i just that's that's what i'm about to say is i think there's a difference between value and a franchise face you know like and and morality almost because at the end of the day, and you know this more than any four, any of the four of us do, but football's a business, and right now, Absolutely. that's what is being, that's what's happening. If this was based on Dak Prescott being a leader or being a franchise face and being the the Mister Cowboy too, uh, with with the four jerseys on the walls, then he would have been signed in 2017. It would have been done already. And it just isn't the case because negotiations and contracts and all sorts of stuff get in the way because the business gets in the way more than it does the personality side. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just, it's just it's just so much deeper. As if people talk about the money in a contract, it's so much deeper than just the numbers. It's just it's so much deeper than that. I mean, it's just and it's, it's hard. It's hard for people to grasp. It's hard for people to understand. I guess really what I'm saying because if you if you call if you call Tampa Bay right now, it's like hey, get rid of Tom Brady. Take on a forty million dollar deck, they'd be like, "Hell no, no." Well, they're and, in a, they're and, and in a good situation. They just want a Super Bowl. But, but again, but again, though, I'm saying it's all dependent on the organization and the position that they're in. It's not so clear cut as is he worth it? Yeah, okay, yeah. Some team, a lot of teams will pay him forty, but then there's some teams who's like, I'd rather take the twenty six million dollar man that's going to get me to the doggone championship. You know what I mean? Like it's just. It, it, it depends. It really depends. Are people would people get behind Dak like they get behind Tom Brady? Mm, no. Right? Why? Because he hasn't been there and proven done that. Commodity. Right? He's not a proven. So like, and they're not paying nowhere near forty million dollars a year for Tom right now. Right? So again, I'm not disrespecting him. I'm just saying the facts. <laughs> it's not the same. The way that Dallas needs Dak, every organization doesn't need Dak. No, like I got that. that. Wouldn't be willing to pay him that. Nah, you, another, I'm sold. You're sold now. You, you I'm sold. I mean, he's, Isaiah sold me on that. 
Okay. Uh, hey, he's a very good uh, debater and somebody who uh, can, can shift the mindsets of the, the masses. <laughs> Isaiah Stanback, our resident Super Bowl no. champion. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get away from Dak Prescott. Thank goodness for everybody. If you if you tuned out, tune back in, please. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're going to talk about free agents. Is this free agent market enough to get the Cowboys excited? And how can they build around what is the current roster before maybe Dak Prescott and or the draft comes up uh, out of nowhere here over the next month or so? When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package. Our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So, to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're listening to Talking Cowboys or trading those DraftKings fantasy football players with that music playing in the background, you can experience audio at a whole new level with Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds. Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds, the official earbuds of the Dallas Cowboys. Heck, my Harrison, how do those earbuds feel? It's like a symphony in my head, Kyle. <laughs> that's by far yep. my favorite my favorite drop of the I got it right this time too P I love it uh, the, fluctu- the, the fluctuations of the voice weren't there though heck yeah, yeah it was nah no that was that his was like, ESPN voice that was his yeah, college like, basketball yeah. voice that was like a that was like a sixty eight percent. I get that's, that's, you didn't pass Monday Monday dog Monday dog yeah, we always Monday, on dog. Mondays we always on Monday next it's Monday a, dog I got you. Well, and that's right. the thing is is we moved, say it with your chest, to Fridays during the regular season, and now, of course, we're only on Mondays. So say it with your chest. Monday is one hundred percent a thing, and we've been saying it with your chest here over the last hour or forty five minutes or so. But we've got about ten minutes left. Isaiah, stand back. Rob Phillips, Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and Rob, tell me about some free agents. 
Because whenever I look around the NFL and I'm looking at some of the potential pickups for the Cowboys, because last year we saw them build via veterans moving into the draft, and I felt more excited about the free agent crop last year than I did or than I do right now. Because I'm looking at this free agent selection and it doesn't excite me to any extent, especially, and maybe this is just based off of how poorly free agency went for the Cowboys last year with Dontari Poe, Gerald McCoy, HaHa Clinton Dix, uh, Everson Griffin. I mean, we had a lot of fun doing free agency shows last year until, you know, the free agency stuff didn't really work out. And so what does it look like this year? What is the general overarching look of the free agent market and how could potential players shape the Cowboys? I hate to not be able to answer your question, but I mean, we just spent 45 minutes on Dak Prescott for good reason. Because again, if they can't get that cap number down, it's to me, it's just gonna they're gonna be hard pressed to make impact signings. However, number one, they could get the cap number down with a deal done. Two, they're you know every team's faced with this problem. And you're already seeing some cap casualties around the league, some guys getting cut to mm-hmm. save cap space. And, you know, I, it's very possible that guys will take one-year deals in certain spots and bank on the cap going way up next year with hopefully a, a return to mostly normal life. So you're seeing, you know, I, I've been saying defensive tackle might be the biggest need on this roster, not counting getting Dak signed. You know, Kawan Short is a guy that got cut by Carolina. Jarrell Casey in Denver. I don't know if those are guys that would fit for the Cowboys necessarily. I'm just saying, you know, they are proven veteran guys. And Kyle, I know what you're saying. They signed some veteran guys that did not work out last year. But there may be opportunity to sign guys at, at, at cap-friendly deals because every team is dealing with this problem. A few teams have cash. A lot of teams don't. Kawan Short, we could go get another Carolina defensive tackle retread. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just throwing out names. I'm just throwing out. No, names. I like it. No, I like it. I, I just when you said Carolina, it just it brought back bad memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, flashbacks. And what they say, insanity by definition is <laughs> repeating the same thing. Come okay. on, man. Touché. You know, we just. Look, we just, we got we got when we talk about Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn has one hell of a job on his hands, and he's going to have to fill in some blanks here, uh, some spots pr- pretty quickly. And P, you're right. It, without the salary cap answers, we don't know if we can go after a Leonard Williams, right? We don't know if we could get a stud like that. Um, I'm looking at Ken O'Neill, the free safety from Atlanta, and the only reason why he's attractive to me is that he's played in Dan Quinn's system. Uh, guys like K.J. Wright, who has played in Dan Quinn's system. I think those are guys that, well, especially a K.J. Wright, can come in and be a tone setter, a culture changer. Yeah. That's what you need. You need a culture changer. We just didn't look that good last year. When you talk about a culture, we had a quarterback. We had a quarterback that got knocked unconscious versus the Washington football team. and Nobody. And nobody came to his defense. We've got to change that. That's a culture thing. You know, guys have got to be willing to put it on the line for each other. And so if we can bring in those kind of guys, then I think it changes our team immediately. You saw exactly what uh, Tampa Bay did, bringing in Tom, A.B., Gronk, 
guys like that, but you already had to have the nucle nucleus of players already there. Do we have that nucleus of players here is really the biggest question. It's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this list too. I don't, I'm not really intrigued by much on here. Um, not at the positions that we need it. You know, I think we, the D tackle, I think, is number one. So, you know, we've talked about it extensively. We need to find a dog, man. We need to find an absolute, complete, uh, unadulterated dog who's going to come in. Uh, obviously, the linebacker, it'd be nice to have KJ. KJ's my dog. It'd be nice to have KJ. But, you know, because KJ, I think, can really coach up those other two guys sure. uh, to get those guys on the, on the, on the right page. Um, but we, we have to figure out the defensive line. And I know everybody's talking about the secondary. Your secondary doesn't have to be as good when your defensive line is amazing. Hallelujah, amen. So Tampa Bay, you can you can get a, yeah you can exactly Tampa Bay. If they don't have time to if you don't have time to throw, you know, my guys don't have to cover that long. So makes guys better instantly. So it's more that more so could be coached up. Not to say that we don't need to address it. We definitely still need to address it. However, I think all of our attention needs to be placed immediately on securing some dogs up front. Um, checking our health of our guys that got hurt um, and then also filling those gaps and making sure that our front seven is too deep, right? Yeah. Too deep front seven. Right? This year has taught us that. Make sure that, you're, that your front seven would just have the best seven guys. No, we need, we need like 13 guys that can go get it and then go figure out your secondary. So I, I kind of want to play devil's advocate just a tad bit, a little bit more than I already have this entire episode. But <laughs> both Heckma and Isaiah, you both mentioned K.J. Wright, and you're bringing him in as a veteran, to, to and, and your words were to coach up the other two guys, talking about Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith. Haven't they already had that in Sean Lee? Haven't they already had? I mean, who better to coach up a player than a guy well, who should be the defensive coordinator at some when, point in his later life after football? When I say coach up, I mean actually be able to show them too. Yeah. Not, okay. not just not just from the intellectual side of things. It's also a how you're – so Sean so – I mean, that's no disrespect to Sean. I mean, I, I was an injury guy. I faced a lot of injuries. You can't control mm -hmm. it. It is what it is. You can just control how you get back from it. Um but there's something to be said about the guys who, who go about doing business the right way, who go about being professionals the right way. You won't find you won't find KJ being flashy. KJ's the most chill cat. You know, I think he's in he got his little side businesses he does and you know, he's a great teammate who watches film and, you know, just does what he's supposed to do. He's where he's supposed to be at. You know, you don't have to worry about him wearing glasses in post game interviews and stuff. So I mean I think there's 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 just a way of how he approaches the game, how he could be super valuable. It's gonna take a lot for KJ to leave Seattle. It, it would take a whole heck of a lot just because he loves he loves that city. He he, he loves that city. And Bobby and, and if, if JJ Watt signing to Arizona doesn't show everybody how powerful uh, these brotherly bonds are in the, inside a locker room, yeah. then. You you need to reconsider. So you know when you talk about KJ leaving, I don't see KJ leaving Bobby. They're they're yeah. just they're connected at the hip. Huh. No, I love That's a good point. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I don't. And I'm not saying what I'm saying, Kyle. That that any of these guys need a mentor. I, I mean, just system guys, a guy that yeah. has mastered the system that can show yep. you how to play it. I mean, I just feel like Jalen, from one standpoint, he, he he's just got to get out of his head and get back to being the athlete that he know that he is. If he's going to go back to the mic. 
his responsibilities are going to be sideline to sideline. If LVE is going to go to the wheel, he's going to have to be able to close out, and he's also going to have to be able to cover. Those are things that we know in this defense with Dan Quinn is going to be asked of our linebackers. They need an example of that. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I would be down for a K.J. Wright signing, but I just wanted to throw that in there about Sean Lee already being there and kind of put what was different. And, and I agree with you. The fact that he can actually show on the field and he can actually play and, and has the ability and has that talent level, at least at this point in his career. Of course, we know Sean had it previously to the injuries, but K.J. Wright could certainly do that. And, hey, maybe he is a guy that could potentially find his way onto Dan Quinn's defense again and have some success. But that's going to do it here for us on Talking Cowboys. Well, uh, I'm not going to promise that we're not going to talk Dak Prescott next week because uh, we're probably going to talk Dak Prescott next week either as a signing or as a tag or we're right back in the same spot and we're still sitting looking at the crossroads as we have been for the past <laughs> two crossroads, years. Crossroads. At the crossroads, as always. But for Chris Beam and Aaron Gonzalez back at the star for... Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, and Heck Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. See you next Monday, 1130 Central Time on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!